2: EXO Auto Works. EXO Auto Works is Colorado Springs home of the $40 Synthetic Blend Oil Change. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Call us today in order to schedule your $80 wheel alignment on most vehicles. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history call today 719-963-2020 or go to facebook.com slash studios trevor's beard is brought to you by the beard struggle the beard struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products so, you should click the link below and use the code TLANE15, that's T LANE15, for 15% off your order. Madrid Maintenance. Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash maintenance. The Toolbar, our new line of handmade soap, produced in partnership with Crafts by Carolyn Lane, available on Etsy. This soap packs a bunch of manly scent, like oak and fig, fresh-cut lumber, cedar, and more masculine fragrances being developed all the time. Soft touch of natural oils to cleanse and moisturize. Use the link below to buy the toolbar now. Once you try it, you'll never want to wash with anything else.
3: So auto works.
1: Streaming all over the world.
3: We're coming for you, globalists. It's your weekly dose of toxic masculinity.
1: Toxic masculinity.
3: Toxic
4: masculinity.
3: With Eric Madrid.
1: Because
0: if too many people are just running around with their dicks out, it's called the Harambe variant.
3: And Trevor Lane.
0: A. C- <laughs> no.
2: A. C- of Karen's. <laughs>
5: Corporal Peacock, actually. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, we
5: find out later on. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! alert. Anybody who's going <laughs> to
0: plow through a a 1960s and 70s show about soft retail in stuffy old Britain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Anthony Zenhauser, yeah. host of Late Again with Zen. Uh, and dog fuckers, <laughs>
5: dog fuckers.
0: What have you dog ambushed? Me? What have you ambushed me with this time, Trevor?
2: Well, we showed we showed a clip of uh, late again with Zen on how gay Italy has become, and <laughs> <sighs>
6: um,
2: it is quite uh, quite frightening. Uh <laughs> I gotta say,
5: hey, can I? Can I? Are you guys gonna put me on the screen? Like, I can't see anybody. You can't see. Is anything? This how we're gonna you do You should this?
2: be seeing what we see.
5: I see. It just says MT on it. Really? All right. It's it's the two guys, whoever you and the other guy making out in the in, on whatever. Yeah, that's the show. Background. That's yes. that's
0: the podcast. Me,
5: well, I mean, I can see me in a in a window. I can't see anybody else. It's just a blue screen. That's... It just went to blue when you went to commercial. Sucked so. Up. Maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's a Trevor issue. It could be. Um, Yeah. I just switched. Either way. I'm fine. I
2: mean, it's fine. I switched the camera. Yeah. I don't know what's going on.
5: Let me hit the camera button. Let me say, no.
0: Oh, he went. That wasn't. No, that's where you are.
5: Yeah. Uh, You know, are we getting to that age where. (laughs) Yeah, you damn kids. Parents used to be like, I'm I'm hitting the button.
6: What's (laughs) happening?
5: Holy fuck. I can't. I can't. Whatever. It's fine. I, I, I'm with you guys. Right. So what's up? Hey, man. What are we doing today?
2: Well, uh, we're gonna hang out with you. That's yeah. what we're doing today.
0: I had a red letter day. Cool. Um, I, I got a. I got into an argument with the CEO of my company today. <laughs> That's good. Got, okay. So here's here's how here's so on man tools we try to help you know folks be manly again. <clears throat> here's how to legitimately handle a situation when somebody loses their shit in a board meeting. And it wasn't me. The you know the guy gets up, holler, and just starts yelling. Gets up and walk. I pointed towards the door from my seat. I just pointed at the door, and he got up and left. <laughs> I I looked at everybody. I said, "All right, well, you know, let's uh, take 5 I'm not in charge at all. Like I'm no way, shape, or form in charge of this company. I said, uh, "Let's everybody take a break." Walked outside and said, "All right, you want to step outside?" and then wow. and then dad him you know <laughs> something we talk yeah, wow. about on this show you know instead of arguing with people or or belittling them or punish be being punitive number 1 let's all remember you praise in public punish in private especially mm-hmm. in a work situation right <sighs> so went out in private and then dad him instead of instead of badgering people or com- confronting them in in sort of a uh just just being you know volatile take Mm. the situation down a notch and parent that person
5: right come at it from a uh, cool
0: uncle perspective so i cool uncleed him out in the parking lot he chilled the fuck out we came to an agreement that i can continue working till i finish these pet projects and then we're just gonna part ways
5: did you tell him to take a knee, or did you like wrap your arm see? around him real real? No, no,
0: no, no. I put him on my knee because I'm a creepy <laughs> uncle, so not the cool coach. You know what I mean?
5: Kind of. You just. I could just see you like putting your arm over the guy. You know, just and you you bring the guy's head close to your. Head oh yeah, yeah. That's and very. And that's go. very
0: coachy. Like that's that's. We can do this. We now. can do it. What's, what's it's funny because so yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I cannot, I cannot, I can't begin to imagine your level of frustration right now you know because shit's going sideways in in all five of the geos you know I mean? so i'm like i can't even begin to understand your frustration i said i've been close to where you're at i've had companies of my own you know i've been responsible for eight or nine mortgages at once you know having guys work for you stuff i said you know i can't even begin to imagine though at your level what you're dealing with right now and um, but i think uh, exploding in front of god and everybody's does not let you come from a position of power So everything just went.
2: Yeah, because when you do that, it just shows you've lost control—not that you're in control. Yeah, it
0: really does. And when you know the lowest man, second lowest man on the totem pole, points at the door, (laughs) and you actually get up out of your seat and leave and walk out, we're like, okay, everybody, chill out. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty fucking boss. Not gonna lie. So I think it was a learning moment for everyone. You know, had a good learning moment, little red letter day. I said, I don't think I'm this company's, I don't think I'm da-da-da material. He's like, well, I think, no, I said, no, no, you don't understand. I wasn't being self-deprecating. That was an insult. <laughs> like, this place sucks. <laughs> this isn't how I do business. So, yeah, man, right. red letter day. And then we meet our new friend, you know, uh, and we talk about Predator right out the gate. And um, uh, are you being served, which yeah. nobody knows.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, me and you, were just getting to know each other, but me and, and the other guy here, uh, you know, we're, we're old
0: friends. Yeah, his name the other guy. His name doesn't matter.
5: <laughs> you're the, it's, it's this guy and the it's other this guy. This guy and
0: the other, this guy and that guy. This guy and the other guy. Yeah, you're the other guy. You guys
5: do like a thing at the top of the list. You guys go, hey, welcome to Mantools. I'm, I'm this guy. Blah, blah, blah. He's the other guy. I'm the other guy you know what? Blah, we blah, actually blah, blah.
0: got a lot of crap for that because we don't introduce each other, but then Trevor put our names on the screen so we... Because we always forget.
5: I wasn't. I couldn't see. This I know, and, I and this I, is why. This is like a big. Fu- I, this is like embarrassment. I just for fixed everybody. it. I'm gonna go out. I'm just to point just towards fixed the it. door. Well, that's pointing like, towards me. the door.
2: That's that's I Eric you to dad me. and I'm Trevor. <clears throat>
0: so, I'm that guy. He's hey, the other guy. Did
5: You call him Pal. Did You call him Buddy. <laughs> did You call him like something like Buddy. Listen, listen buddy. No,
0: because uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, it it came from like a very stern part at the very beginning. You know. Let us just get one thing straight, da, 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 and then I mellowed it out, and I mellowed it out, and I mellowed it out. Because,
5: right. dude, how cocky is that? Like, it's his company, and you had to fucking,
0: dude. I know, right? You're
5: like, you're. I, I would have been like, I'm never going back in that boardroom again. Yeah. As soon as you 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 let go of my neck, I would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not. I'm,
0: yeah. It's been uh, it's been weird having to deal with the corporate scene coming from construction all my life. Because, you know, you and I got a disagreement. We're just going to go, you know, I'm going to sock you in the mouth. And then we're going to go have a beer. Like, pretty Mm. simple. It's just kind of the way, like, my tribe rolls. If I screw up, I expect, if I run my mouth, I'm going to get one right in the mouth. Like, and then we're going to go have a beer.
5: Sounds professional. It is.
0: I mean, it it really is. Having to work in this corporate (laughs) world the last year has been bizarre. Having to fill out a HR report, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this, I feel like a little bitch right now.
2: So uh, Zen, your girl Becky says uh, metaphorically teabagged him, my girl. <laughs> my girl. My girl, my girl, my girl. My girl.
0: Dog and what, what did my girl
2: Becky say? She said uh, that Eric metaphorically teabagged his boss.
0: <laughs> I uncled him. <laughs> okay. I creepy uncled him.
2: Yeah, Becky's
5: great. Yeah, Becky's a, a, a she's a big fan of everything that is hilarious and I think that's why she likes you guys too. Uh, yeah.
0: Well we love your low standards, it. Becky.
5: <laughs> uh, I do too. Believe me. We're all till Becky's low standards. At least well, with me. Uh bag. yeah, I mean I, I don't know, teabag is a little I think that's a little gay. I don't know if you teabagged him. You definitely you definitely cucked him. In the in the in the room. You know, you definitely he was sucking his thumb in the corner while you kinda had to, to play the boss for a second. Yep. And then you walked outside to uh explain to him that you know, this is not mm-hmm. how men act it isn't. in charge. T- you don't want to see the general losing his mind in the middle of a battle. No. You want to see that guy stoic like Stonewall Jackson. Standing there with that kind of beard you have and just sit, sitting on his horse waiting for some black lesbian to tear down his statue in 150 years. But, we, but for 150 years, you were the guy that everybody was like, well, I'm going to follow this guy into battle. If you're a CEO and you're starting to be a little fag in front of your your, your constituents, whatever you want to call them, your employees. Yeah, you did the right man thing. You took them out. You're like, listen, calm your shit,
0: cool your tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to stick a stick a dick in you your. Gotta, head. You got to you got to uncle. You got to be the, you got to be the stoic one. <laughs> it doesn't get any. It doesn't make anything any better to have that kind of volatility in a in a stressful situation where there's a there's so many moving parts. There's so many people. So many. I hate to sound like the Big Lebowski, you know, a lot of facets and a lot of ins and outs, man. But there really is so many. There are so many facets, moving parts, sure. ins and outs.
5: And and I mean, I've been in charge of productions before as well. When you're when you're working with uh, you know when you're when you're making stuff in either film or, or radio, everybody wants to be the bitch. And if you're running things, you can't be the bitch. you got to take everything. you got to keep calm and cool and let everybody know that everything is fine. Hey, everything's okay. You know, let's just get through this. Whatever you need, we'll, we'll get through it. Yep.
0: Hey, are you, you know, and then you'll be like, are you okay? You know, you're going to, I did, I said that too. You're going to get through this. You're going to be okay. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That was the end. And then we went back inside. <laughs> you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this and life's going to go on. And this job will be here tomorrow. Yeah. I won't leave, but this no, job will be here tomorrow.
5: Is that guy younger? Is he like a young he like, a probably young, a, young, not, like college He's probably not. He's
0: 52. Yeah. <laughs>
6: he's,
5: he's a man twice over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> grown-ass, grown-ass kids.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's up, Keys? Out of Sacramento. Out of Sacramento. We got Keys. Uh. Um, everybody, she's uh, back home and doing physical therapy. A the motorcycle accident did not keep her down for long. That's good.
5: Yeah, that's a, that's something I can never get
0: into. Um, accidents? <laughs> the the <laughs> yeah, hospital?
5: I'm, I'm pretty good with accidents.
0: <laughs> but just,
5: like, intentionally putting yourself in harm's way is just something I was never into. You, it, you have to be the kind of person to... to Ride a motorcycle. Well, you know, it's not. It's some, something you you can teach uh, somebody. It's something that they have to want. Right.
0: I agree you know. with that part.
5: It's it's a very stupid thing to do.
0: It's a compulsion. It's just like going outside and catching some vitamin D cancer. It's it's, <laughs> it's just risky.
5: Well, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> even I guess it's it's the same. Even driving a car
2: out in New York is uh, oh. Oh. Taking oh, your yeah.
5: life
0: in your hands. Where about whereabouts are you are you at, roughly?
5: I'm well I live about a half an hour north of the city, but I'm when I, I drive into the city almost every week to do shows and, and podcasting and you know, stuff like that. So I'm always I'm always in the city area and it's it's more of a patience thing than a dangerous thing. I mean I think it's more dangerous on the west coast probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the you know,
5: s- on the freeways and the stuff. speeds but, get I mean, a lot higher just, out west. You have to. It's an angry city. It's a very angry, no patience city. And then you just add,
2: well, you know,
5: nonstop traffic every day. To it. I'm I was gonna a, say
2: everybody's in a, just a park in the middle of the Everybody's a, in a big fucking hurry, and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Well, it's California too.
6: I
0: lived in South Bay, and I lived in New York, and then I visited New York. Um mm. I lived on 127th and 8th for a while.
5: Hello there. Yeah, a
0: little uh <laughs> north of the park. Oh. North of the park. Anyway, mm-hmm. um I guess that would be northeast. But anyway, I digress. When I lived there, every you bump into this, just somebody on the street, and they'd be like, "Hey, fuck you," right? Mm. And then I went sometimes I went sometimes. back after it was like 97, 98, and then I went back in somewhere in 2005. And it was still aggro, it was just a little bit different because the whole 9-11 and the whole brotherhood. It's like, fuck you, we're
2: in this together. It was like, boom, hey, are you fucking <laughs> right.
0: okay? Okay, get the fuck out of here. Like, it was like aggro but yeah. kind. I, I liked it. I really liked it. It was aggressively, yeah. it was aggressively polite. <laughs> I loved it.
5: New York is, has been going through lots of stages in the past half uh, 50 years. I would say, I mean, if you take New York in the 70s and the 80s and compare it to New York in from 2001 to about 2018, I mean, it was totally different. There was hookers everywhere and and pimps and and drug dealers and and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was like that element of danger, but you had to find it. And then 2001 on, like Giuliani kind of cleaned it up. And he took all, all the the all the bad elements out of Midtown and kind of threw them out into uh, Brooklyn and got rid of the mafia and all that stuff. So a lot of the organized crime went away. And then Times Square became like a Disney World for a while. I mean, it was like the M&M store and and Bubba Gum Shrimp and, you know, tourists felt very comfortable.
3: Uh, and there. then after that, we're on to headlocks for hospice in June. But that's going way into the future. We have got so much in store for so many fans lined up in just the next month alone. Uh, We've got stuff for every kind of fan out there showing our heart a little bit at the end of the run.
6: I don't have one. Sorry. Okay,
3: I'm showing my heart. Mm. You know, uh, my main squeeze. She'll just kind of, <laughs> you know, count Rude's money and make sure that everything's right.
6: Yeah, I'm really uh, good at math.
3: Yeah, go buy a new pair of shoes and make sure that you know they're perfect for the next outfit for yeah. the next show. But uh, yes, we have three shows lined up starting this Saturday.
2: We do. Let's uh, we'll talk about that.
3: All right. Let's, All right. Uh, yeah.
2: Let's let's throw some uh, some info up for everybody here if i can find the right scene here we go uh let's slide over here so this is the show coming up this weekend
3: that's it right there yeah the, uh, the boss lady's birthday bash yeah and as you can see her pocket-sized pimp over there on the side looking <laughs> like a damn leprechaun yeah over there yeah okay
2: well, it is
3: Patty's. well yes <laughs> <laughs> but you also do see the c s w champion the new csw the only three time csW champion delta jr on that poster as yeah. well so uh guaranteed delta's gonna have something in store for that show uh but yes the whole show will be a birthday bash for the boss lady that we're gonna do our absolute best to crash all oh we're gonna night. ruin it oh we're gonna completely ruin it completely <laughs> ruin, <laughs> ruin it we're gonna ruin it <laughs> Rolls oh, yeah. the toilet. And Lolita, paper.
6: you're totally going down.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Lolita, as you see on the side of uh, the boss lady there, uh, she is in trouble because she likes to run her mouth quite a bit. Uh
6: yeah, and in our first selfie war with Romeo, she was on my team.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. See, so yeah. that she's a turncoat. Yeah. Uh she you know, typical Pueblo chica <laughs> that doesn't know whose side typical to be on. Typical Pueblo white. Right hey. there, you go. That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah, I married. One of those. Oh.
6: <laughs> then you know.
3: Then you know. Uh, <laughs> you know. watch your
6: back. You're gonna get shaked. So. Or just shit. So that's
3: <laughs> that's what's starting everything off there. Tickets are still available for that show. Uh, you can go on our Eventbrite to purchase tickets, or just message us on the Facebook CSW Colorado Springs Wrestling Facebook page, and uh, you can get your tickets set up. Uh, front rows gone, second rows gone. There's a couple of the third row seats left, and then uh, you're going to be in standing room only if you don't get your tickets pretty soon here. So,
2: and that was of course this Saturday, March 19th, uh, 5 p.m. at Sunshine Studios Live.
3: Absolutely, uh, we're going to have the amazing, the one and only Foxy singing our national anthem at this event. Uh, Foxy Dreams, she's an amazing, well. Oh, Name it, right?
6: Oh, God. She's just...
3: Uh, uh, so she is a burlesque She's like a dancer. goddess among people. Uh, she is a... Body, uh, well, I wouldn't say a bodybuilder. She's definitely a fitness...
6: Mm-hmm. Uh
3: Guru for sure. She yeah. is a, she's in amazing shape. One of those people
6: uh, that you don't know where she came from, but she definitely is like The
3: Buff Beauty the Buff yeah, Beauty with the bang amazing. and booty. That's what she is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh but she's also got this amazing singing voice as well. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna start off the show. Uh she says it's her gift to the boss lady. I love Foxy so much that I'm not gonna interrupt that one because that's a great gift for her. Uh, Honestly, great, same. Like, it's, it's also, a great way I'm to afraid start. of Foxy. I'm exactly. Gonna. I don't want that woman to kick my ass. <laughs> I've seen her do some dances, routines that include powerlifting. Yeah. So... All right. I'm afraid to say that woman whooped my ass. But, yeah, <laughs> that starts off. Uh, national Anthem usually about 5.50. Doors open at 5.00. You want to be one of the first 100 in for that show, though. The first yeah. 100 in for that show get a special grab bag that has a ticket to win prizes of all different kinds Uh, we give away tickets for champagne cabaret shows we give uh, gift certificates to concerts at the boot barn hall to to Sunshine Studios we give free tickets away so you want to get there you want to be one of those first 100 people in the door
2: All right. well and if you can't make this one we've got more
3: now this show right here. But first off, this one is 21 and up. Okay, so this yeah. is for... It looks
2: like it should be. It, it, it absolutely is.
3: All right. This is Combat and Cabaret 2, the sequel, The Sloppy Seconds. All right. Uh, everyone loved it so much. And what they loved was the moment that Harlow joined the UWO at the first Combat and Cabaret and introduced herself as my main squeeze. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. Uh, Plex, you know. He ain't he been popping it. the trunk the same way ever since yeah, you hit him in the head with I that know. coffee mug. Uh, but, yeah. Kind of
6: poetic, really.
3: We head into Combat and Cabaret 2, Sloppy Seconds. It's next Saturday. It's going to be out in Manitou at Lulu's Downstairs. So beautiful venue. If you haven't been there, uh, the Rat Pack's perform there. Cool. So Def. it has it got some style, and we're going to add a little bit more style to that Absolutely. when we get there. It's a perfect blend of professional wrestling and burlesque. So, yes, you're going to see burlesque dancing. Yes, you're going to see violence. You might <laughs> even see Violet the debut burlesque. of the first ever <laughs> burlesque match. Just saying, when we mm. put a couple guys in there, that will start a match. When music starts, they have to stop fighting and go into a burlesque dance. <laughs>
2: that sounds amazing.
3: Okay. That sounds amazing. Uh, we do have a couple. Uh, I think there's only two more, but we have a couple of VIP tables still available for this event. Uh, they put you right next to the ring, literally front row. Four people get to sit at your table. You get your own bottle of champagne. Yep. Wow. So it's a, it's a really happening event. This is going to be one you won't want to miss. Uh, you just go to lulu's down Luludownstairs.com to get those tickets to that event. They are on sale now. Uh, they are going to go super fast. The place is going to pack, and it's going to be a show like in unlike anything you've ever seen before.
2: Well, and then we round out the uh, upcoming events here with uh, something for the kids.
3: Something for yes, this is. Something here where we're actually adventuring out of Colorado Springs territory for this one. We're heading down South I-25 to Pueblo. Oh. We are doing CSW's first ever show in Pueblo, Colorado, uh, to raise money for a uh, class of uh, eighth grade and ninth grade students that are trying to go to Washington DC and New York. Uh, these kids, they, you know, the old ways of Going door to door and selling the candy bars And stuff like that Unfortunately with the pandemic and everything It changed a lot of that So they reached out to me They asked me Can you guys do something One soft spot of Randy Rude's heart Is dang it I love charity work I love it, I love helping people I can't help it, it's just something in me Alright I love it so much it's rude (laughs) (laughs) So we're heading to Pueblo. We're doing this great event here. April 2nd. We're doing it at the school. I've even let the kids have all the tickets for the bleacher seats for this event to sell for them, sell themselves so that they can really feel like they're part of this event. So they are out there. All those students have tickets. They're out there selling them to all their family members. Uh, cause every penny of that is going towards their cost to go on this trip. That's awesome. That's so, great. Yeah, this is a one where uh, I don't want a penny off of this show. I, I don't care about that. I want to know that these kids go on, I want to see some pictures of these kids on the trip. I may require a couple of them to wear a UWO shirt uh, <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Just saying. That would be a you great know, little. That's, that's worth all of it right there.
2: Some UWO. Maybe a uh, Lincoln Memorial in the background. <laughs>
3: That's, That's what you call priceless right there. That's we're sending some kids to Washington yeah, right there. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but it's going to be a great event. Uh, super family-friendly. Uh, tickets are available. We do have an Eventbrite for that one as well. So you can go on Eventbrite and buy those tickets. The tickets on the Eventbrite are for Front Row and Ringside. If you want the bleacher seats, you have to contact the school directly to uh, purchase the bleachers. Okay.
2: All right. And uh, uh, that'll be April 2nd.
3: Yes. April Uh, 2nd, down in Pueblo. Uh, At the
2: uh, Chavez Huerta Prep Academy, it looks like. Yeah. Yep. Over on 19th Street. So, um, yeah, that's uh, got some killer events coming up. Um, And, of course, I mean, we all know Colorado Springs Wrestling puts on a great event. So... Any of these that you can get to, I'd say get to all three. But you uh, know, yeah, i have got to pick a and choose. You're not going to find a to all three of them. Yeah,
3: uh, we've got some of the most dedicated fans in the professional wrestling industry. Uh, it drives our competitors insane. They don't understand how our fans can be that dedicated and that driven. And sometimes. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to question it. Right, yeah. Uh, I like seeing 200, 300 people losing their minds every month. It's a, There's no other feeling, am I right, like oh, going weird. out in that rain <laughs> and just hearing that roar. It's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. And the fact that day in, day out, every single month, we have that for us is an amazing thing. And now we have three shows for all the fans of Southern Colorado for no excuses to say you couldn't make it. Oh, I couldn't make it that weekend. Well, that's okay. We got one next weekend, yeah. or the weekend after that. Come to our shows. Buy some tickets. S- help some kids get to go to Washington. Uh, come to a burlesque show. Get, get drunk.
6: Throw some you, money at me. I'll th- throw <laughs> some money at this
3: one right here, Okay. Their outfits are slightly expensive. Yeah. So you know, dress like right, an ice cream cone. Those whatever. right, she does. And I'll tell you <laughs> what, you come to the show. Why don't you go ahead and uh, dance for him at that show? I that just time? might. I think. I think that's. Yeah. I think I like that. Yeah. I think I might. You, you come to mm-hmm. Combat and Cabaret 2, You're gonna see my main squeeze get on that stage and do her thing for you. There you go. Straight down to my underwear. It's fine. All the way down to (laughs) the pasties. So They might be ice
6: cream shaped, just saying.
3: There you go. If that ain't worth buying a ticket alone right there, then I don't know what is. (laughs) So it'll be a great show, guaranteed. Absolutely. Well, uh,
2: since you guys are here and Eric bailed on me this week. Yes. Rude. um, I was hoping you guys would help me cover some news stories. Can we do that? Sure. Sure. What you got? Let's do it. Uh, We'll get into some news here. start the week of course with a very sad story um from the wrestling world uh scott hall better known as uh or at least in my mind better known as razor Ram- razor Ram- ramone mm-hmm. sorry i got tongue tied uh <laughs> deceased at the age of 63 um suffered some heart attacks after a blood clot came loose during a hip replacement surgery um i'm sure you guys have you know so, Something to say about this, right?
3: I do. I do. Um, as obviously, as you see the ugly world order, uh, I will also point out that there is an NWO tat- logo tattooed on my sure. arm that has Scott Hall's tag team partner, Kevin Nash's autograph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did plan one day to get Scott Hall to sign the tattoo as well. That's never going to happen. Um, there are five... Good, solid wrestlers that I consider my idols and my influences in this business and that man was one of them right there uh, he is on the today with amazon business shannon stuckey of walburn woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws
4: okay andy take it easy
3: now she uses her time to focus on growing something big buy smarter dream bigger visit amazon business your partner for smart business buying exact same level in my eyes and it's a good thing the rude one has some sunglasses on right now because the guys are watering up a little bit but uh i loved scott hall like a brother I cherished every match I ever had with, or every match that I ever seen of his, uh, every moment that I got to experience through my, God, sit through my entire life. Okay, he was Razor Ramon when we were running around in Tonton at home, you know, waiting for Saturday Night Main Event.
4: Yeah, you know,
3: one of my all-time favorite matches of all time. Period hands down, is Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in a ladder match at WrestleMania 10 at Madison Square Garden. Uh, they It was the first ever ladder match for the Intercontinental title. They it, Every wrestling fan or historian will bring that match up 10 out of 10 times. Uh, he, but that's just one of his moments. Uh, I've been watching them for the whole week. Just every once in a while, I've been, you know, On the network, on YouTube, watching a lot of stuff. Uh, Scott Hall is a -a one-of-a-kind athlete. Not only was he one of the only two-time Hall of Fame inductees. Let's throw that out there. There's only a few of them that were put into the Hall of Fame twice. Okay, So he's a two-time Hall of Fame inductee, multiple-time champion in every company so i'm on my way over here my brakes made an awful noise and the last time i got them done it was so expensive you should go to exo autoworks they did a great job on mine and it was way cheaper than anywhere else
1: i've been that sounds great i need to get their number from you
2: at exo autoworks we offer the best price on brake service in town we include brand new brake pads rotors and hardware which saves you money and gets you on the road faster see our website for a full list of our services call exo autoworks today This is Vinny. He loves his beard. He loves his woman and she loves him. But Haiti doesn't like the look and feel of his beard. Wait a minute. What's this? It's daily quatonic Beard Oil from The Beard Struggle. That's gonna alleviate dry skin and irritation. What's she got now? It's Warrior's Beard Butter from The Beard Struggle. That's gonna make his beard soft and fluffy. And what's this? The Carbon X heated Beard Brush from The Beard Struggle. That's going to straighten those curls. There's more. The Voxter Beard Growth Accelerator from The Beard Struggle. That's to stimulate hair growth. The Beard Struggle helps to build relationships. Used by thousands of men worldwide. Order online now from TheBeardStruggle.com. Use the code TLANE15
1: for 15% off your Girls, order. Orson Wells, all that. And uh, eventually, I started writing my own audio dramas and kept at it for a while. I've done a lot of different things, interview stuff, history stuff. I did a live radio talk show for a while that is on there. Um, right now, I'm doing a mini-series of the history of audio drama mm-hmm. and how that came to be and... The whole nine yards. Uh, a lot of history stuff, a lot of mental health stuff, a lot of stories that are uh, possibly taboo for most people. Um, it's, uh, it's a good way to get out not only my feelings, but also the message that uh, people sometimes don't get to hear when they watch movies or television shows or something like that because of The medium that podcasting is and the opportunity it provides for singular creators um, to be able to get that get out there and actually have a voice and not just be, you know, the (laughs) not just be shut down by the next Marvel movie or the next Star Wars movie or whatever else Disney throws out or, you know, Netflix or whatever the big corporations are podcasting allows that that good voice. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunity.
2: It's, uh, it's interesting. I was listening to, um, your most recent couple episodes. So I caught, uh, one on the history of, uh, this, this part of the series of the history of audio dramas where you were talking about kind of when podcasting became the, um, the format that those started taking place in. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking before we went on how, at one time, we were on what was known as an internet radio station. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, those aren't really a thing anymore. Nope,
0: there's uh, <laughs> like the eight track. Of- but
2: uh, and and similarly, uh, it it looks it seems like audio drama has found a new home in in the podcast format, and I think that speaks to I mean, the flexibility. Basically, anything audio that you want to put out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you have a home if you want to.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've seen from 2019, um, Spotify had 500,000 individual podcasts on it. And that was Spotify alone. Uh, by 2020, that number increased even more because everyone was sitting at home with the whole lockdown stuff. And it became a hobby for a lot of people. Now, a lot of podcasts now, it's two years past, have died out. Uh, because people had to go back to work and live their lives again, but we still saw a huge rise in indie podcasters over the course of the past two years, and it's been growing for 20 years, anyways. And so, it's just a great form of media that it's just awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what uh, <clears throat> what someone wants to get out through it either. Like, there's no you're not bound by like the old FCC regulations. Um, basically, if your audience will put up with
0: it, <laughs> you're, yeah, <laughs> you, you're not. You know, you you the can, old Miller test doesn't it. apply anymore. Which, <laughs> oh yeah, that one used to get me every well every time, every time. Uh, do you know the Miller test?
2: I don't, but I know you two, um because I was talking to Noah before the show started, he comes from a very similar background. Did uh, did a lot of college radio, just mm-hmm. like you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we had to learn all the fancy yeah. terms, right?
1: Oh yeah, it was. Uh, that was the first thing that they told us in class. Was all right. Now there is a uh, George Carlin's dirty oh, words God, yeah. you <laughs> cannot say. Online and also if there's any references to sexual activities, mm-hmm. uh, then absolutely not. And then the teacher or the professor proceeded to play Monty Python "Sit on My Face." Yep, um, which is not allowed on the radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we had the, the after 10 p.m. disclaimer. We're fortunate to get away with that, but if you tried to play Soundgarden's "Big Dumb Sex," you know, before 10 o'clock at night,
1: <laughs> you were fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Even at ten o'clock at night, they ease some of the regulations, but they still, still will come down on you. Depending on your area, I guess, and how well
0: how the FCC it, ends. it, it does. It's a kind of to the Miller test because the Miller test is is um, your broadcast area for your community, and that's one of the qualifications has to have viability, you know, politically or spiritually or you know artistically mm-hmm. for your community. Which is weird because then <clears throat> what I found interesting is that basically Terrestrial Radio died a horrible death with Bob and Tom because those guys are terrible, and they're syndicated. They are the morning show for everywhere across the United States. And they're not funny, and I guess they were just cheap, affordable. Well,
2: I, I would argue uh, it really started when st- like Stern and Opie and Anthony went to satellite. That's that's when terrestrial radio started, and now even satellite. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, <laughs> just do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're doing
0: podcast. <clears throat> the um, to get where I was going with that, the only place I've been is South Bay, that has um, radio dramas still going over the airwaves, and it's uh, it was public access channel, of course. So you know, people, we're, you're you're subscribed to it, and um, that was the best. Friday afternoons were the only time in you know, that four-hour traffic going 10 miles were the best because you listen to all the radio dramas. And they would recreate some, and they'd have people come in and write new ones. Are you doing like a whole bunch of uh, – are you recreating older pre-written radio dramas? Or are you creating your own or a little bit of both?
1: A little bit of both. Um, as of right now, I haven't done any of the classic ones because – uh, copyright is a weird thing. And so when it comes to copyright, audio is copywritten differently than the actual scripts for audio dramas, which is very, very strange. Um, and most of those scripts didn't actually have copyright. And if they did, it went out in the 60s, which, you know, you would have been able to renew. But if you renewed that before gosh, the 80s or 90s when Disney lobbied against the government, um, then by now that copyright is done. So I'm looking at different scripts. Of course, War of the Worlds, because that's what originally got me into it in the first place. Uh, But all these different scripts that are now public domain, or if they're not public domain, then uh, the owners don't care enough about it. Like a lot of CBS broadcasting stuff, I mean, CBS makes no money off that. They don't resell them, any of that stuff. Shadow knows can't do Shadow knows. Um, they're still republishing those scripts in books. Um, but it's, it's a very weird uh, line to cross and walk around because some things are still copyrighted and if they find you, then you pay out the wazoo. And if not, then... Mm. Uh, but a lot of... I started my first two seasons with... Um, kind of randomized stuff. Um, every story was its own episode. Third season kind of the same thing but a little bit more anthological. There's a little bit of reference to different seasons and different episodes that have happened. And this season I decided to do a basically a standalone story arc um, where I've seen a an increase in listenership because of it. Um, because you know, everyone likes their episode of the week type stuff, but when you have an actual full storyline to listen to with character arcs, and it just draws attention a lot more. So I'm probably going to keep doing that, but I'll definitely still be releasing those one off episodes. Right now, I'm working on uh, what I call a, a movie where it's just going to be about an hour and a half, uh, minimal voice actors, but tell a full, complete story, and then I can just throw that online and people can listen to
0: that. So uh, don't, don't mind me. Yeah, I'm like trying to watch you, but I can't. Don't do that. Trevor's playing with stuff. <laughs> no. Talk to, um, the,
2: talk to the guest. Keep talking to the guest.
0: Um, well, if you need any voice acting, don't <laughs> hire Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. For some reason, he talks in the microphone, his, his nasal passages come through and nothing else.
2: <clears throat> um hopefully that's improving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got some medicine that I think will help with that.
0: I tried to do the ACX thing where you, um, um, you know what I'm talking about? You log in and you, you read the, the books or whatever. Da, da, da. Oh, I, yeah. I actually started in recording doing my Eagle Scout project and my Eagle Scout project was to record a thousand hours of books to Oof. cassette for the Carlos Springs deaf and blind school. Obviously, the deaf kids weren't, you know, didn't get it much out of it. But, um, years and years later, I went back and, uh, remembered that after my mom had passed. And I'd gotten, like, neighbor kids, my mom, like, her friends, all these people to read these books. I had to get all the copyright stuff from the, um, the publishers, like, write them letters and do all that jazz. And, um, some of them said no and most of them were very apt like yeah sure make there were no you know books on tape weren't a thing and at that point not really so they were like yeah sure do it um which is pretty awesome i went back i found a couple of old cassettes that you know like 20 years later so i got those i'm gonna put them on digital at some point and you know do that now but um um it's come full circle because now I'm mostly in the studio doing audiobooks for authors. It's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It just comes full circle and, uh, and podcast editing or uh, at least mastering and doing ads and stuff for that. So talking about that financial thing, kids, there are ways to make some money. You can go to ACX and create an account and read some copy for somebody and they get you some gas money.
1: Yeah, I started, um, once I first got into audio dramas and making my own, I went out and got a $15 Walmart microphone and started doing LibriVox stuff because everything they do is public domain. And so I just kept doing that over and over again, getting practice through that. I'd audition for like free audio dramas, like volunteer based work and just kept going from there. Uh, it's it's a nice ride, especially because I like the public domain works so much because, you know, the stories belong to the people. It just makes them a bit more personable to me that I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, when it comes to making money, <laughs> uh, podcast editing is awesome and lucrative, uh, especially with how much podcasting has grown in the past. Two years like I said so I just graduated college like I don't know uh, 18 days ago that's
6: what it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly it already feels like I've been out for two years like I, I was ready to leave college when I started college but I've been out for about 18 days um, and a week before I ended um, I, I've been slowly building this podcast towards a multimedia production company I've been doing stuff here and there, graduation photos, a lot of photography and audio-based stuff, uh, and eventually got a job for podcast editing and video editing and graphic design and whole nine yards. Uh, And my passions are audio, video, storytelling. And so I'm now working freelance doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. And something I've learned about podcast editing is, first off, it's awesome. I love sitting down for you know, an hour or two to just edit, add in music, sometimes write my own music or make people's voices sound better, any of that. And it's just a really good time to to do that. Well, so do, much do me a favor and email Tom Morello
0: for his <laughs> podcast because I've emailed him like three times and I'm like, bro, you're backing music versus your. Uh, spoken word microphone holy Jesus it blew it blew out one of the tweeters in the van when it- I was like level your volumes bro you need to call him yeah. and get it done for him like I'll even give you a reference so be like, yeah hire this dude for reals cause it's like that's- it's like this it's like I'm Tom Morello and you're listening to da 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 the music comes in you're like fuck speakers are blown
1: yeah you need to work on his get on that team that's one of the one of the things I've learned about from like, if you go back and listen to my very, very first episode released January 25th, 2018, when I was 18 years old, just about to graduate high school. Uh, it's awful. I used pinnacle studio, a video editor to do it. And it's not an audio podcast. It's not an audio editor either. And so it just, it sounds awful. Um, and now I've done some tweaks to it over the years but I mean I had that $15 Walmart microphone uh, my parents had a crawl space and I just threw up moving blankets in the crawl space and threw in a chair and a desk and said alright here we go so audio is just genuinely terrible for it and over the past
0: I was going to so- say, say was it the dream where you're standing on top of a pyramid naked and thousands of women are throwing little pickles at you <laughs>
4: I would love the dream, I would love it, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's
0: just me then. So,
2: uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your book.
4: Yeah, it's actually, actually, so okay, I'm an author, I'm also into coaching people with creativity and whatever they bring to me, whatever they want to improve in their lives. I'm also into martial arts. Know, training the body and the mind together and now I also got into writing as my creative outlet and imagination is my first book so now I have a book coming out which is more dedicated to man but it's a novel um, it's called chin in the sexosphere okay and this is a book about dreaming kind of
2: all right um pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to ask now. I know. You just uh, totally
0: derailed. It. <coughs> anyway, derailed so it. uh when is the uh let's let's talk about the first book and then we'll talk about the upcoming mm-hmm. novel. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. So the first book, what are we uh what are we in for if we crack that uh that cover?
4: hmm well basically it explains why the imagination is important if you just take a look around your studio basically everything in it was once like just in the imagination of someone and then it turned into physical reality
0: yep so- I've met Trevor's parents <laughs> <laughs> What, your dad was imagining something and then all of a sudden nine months later you're here yeah i don't know <laughs> your mom was probably thinking about somebody else it's,
4: it's next level imagination Zing! <laughs> i'm
0: on tonight i'm on without time it's only been a year you're on something <laughs>
4: <laughs> and yeah that that could be called god's imagination so trevor's god's imagination if you subscribe to that concept. Too many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so basically it underlines the importance of our creative whatever <clears throat> faculty and how we can actually train it, like going to the imagination gym, like just exercises, you know, to uh, to broaden it, to empower it, to make your day more more fun. And you're just sitting around, you have more like images, Coming to you, more pickle streams <laughs> in more and more detail. Yes, and <laughs> that's the basic idea. So it can enhance the imagination. Can enhance everything what you do if you pour in more imagination.
0: Right. Well, in the day, know? in the in the day and age with this piece of shit glued to everyone's hands, I think that the constant in stream of entertainment can stifle just pure imagination
4: yeah i mean that's basically we're feeding off someone else's imagination and ours i mean if 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 we use it you know once in a while to just get stimulated to then like get input and then like get busy do something I think then it's not a tool that we should that we, that we can be grateful for, but if we're like twenty four seven like, mm, um, then it's misused. It's abused. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and I I think part of that too is is
0: <clears throat> look at the movies that are made now. They're all rehashes of something else. Sure. Um, Even some of the new ones, they they handhold you. It's very it's very plot orientated and very trope centric. So you get handheld through the whole movie. You've already guessed who done it by before the second act's over. It's 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 kind of weird out there right now. Maybe we should watch although, like
2: old. Although I will say, I recently watched not to derail too much, but I I recently watched a movie. The title's gonna sound like some kind of weird stepdaddy porn or something. But it's called. It's called. It's called. Come to Daddy. <clears throat> it has um, who was the kid that played Frodo? Yeah, that kid.
0: Um, Sam. No. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah. That um, kid. Not yeah. Harry Potter. No,
2: not Harry Potter. <laughs> um, the the yeah, other the, kid, the kid who played Frodo in Lord of the Rings. Uh, anyways, it's uh, not to spoil it or give away any, but but it's he he hasn't talked to his dad in like 20 years his he gets a letter out of the blue saying come to my house and let's hang out and so he does and then from there roller coaster ride and twists and turns and a huge twist that you're just like oh. and it was like wow good job guys you know finally nice. a movie that was like actually original and you know not uh not a Remake it's not, another thing they try to sneak in is they'll remake something that was done in like the 40s or 50s mm-hmm. that now nobody remembers, yep. but you know they have the rights to do it. I think that's part of it the too. Is they have The Maltese Pigeon, and it's cheap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> starring Matthew McConaughey, Rosebud, Rosebud. So if you do your Matthew McConaughey, you gotta do all of your S's. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not kidding. I watched Killer Joe the other night. I couldn't get over the fact they didn't DS him like the whole. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. I couldn't. Have.
2: Anyway, imagination. Yeah. The imagination, yeah. Um. So without without spoiling too much, can you give us maybe an example of uh, one of the exercises and kind of the.
4: Mhm. Um. You write down your own dream. You open a notebook, and every day you write down a dream. So you're creating your own dream. So I'm walking down the road. There's, like, suns falling onto me. Um, Houses exploding, whatever, like, dragons flying across the horizon, chased by teddy bears, whatever, you know? These things are (laughs) fucking scary, bro.
2: I got you. (laughs) Teddy bears creep
6: me out. (coughs)
4: you just give your creativity a filter you know like whatever comes up comes up and we're making use of the dream mechanics
2: so i was going to say you're you're creating the dream it's not like a dream journal you're not waking up and going oh what did i dream about
4: (laughs) exactly okay but you can do both sure i just read the other day william Burroughs. so he would dream something he would jot it down and then you finish your own dream, so you kind of like mix, you know, you mix the the realms that you hang out in, like the nightly realm and the daily realm.
0: What was um? Which Foo Fighter song did he do that with? Was that Everlong? He turned his, he had a dream, and then they made he just basically turned it into the music video. I like think his hand gets all big and he like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty only- sure. He said he just took his dream and like turned it into the music video. Cool. <laughs> you got Nirvana money; you could do that, I guess. That's right.
4: <laughs> but but also Einstein, like when he when he was about to drop his theory of relativity, like he had this dream actually that he was like riding on a on a ray of sun. So he was like trying to figure out this dream for years. And then eventually it unraveled into um, into reality. Or the guy who made the, um, like the sewing machine. I think so. There, there's like some stuff that that came to us from this realm.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that imagina- <laughs> imagination, imagination you know, breeding invention, right? You know, it's. Uh, the necessity of something, and you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. I find myself doing that if I'm I'm working on fixing something or working on any sort of issue. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Rewiring the studio, right? I totally rewired the whole studio, and I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. Then you imagine it. You plot it all out in your brain. I find myself doing that a lot too. With songs, you know, whatever it ends up being, I'll, I'll stew on it for a few days, and then work it all out my brain, because I feel like that will spark the creativity, right? <clears throat> and then I don't actually don't waste time and energy messing with it. Doesn't work, and then stop in the middle of the process. So. I was I was building some IKEA shelves for these customers the other day, Mm -hmm. and there was it's just on this wall, and I'm like, what can we do? What can we do? Uh, Ding! I'm just gonna get some crappy little plywood, you know, sheets of plywood, stain it black, put it up on the wall because they got black pegboard on the other side of the thing. So now you've got this chrome on black, and it on on wood black because we burnt it. The oh man, now it looks awesome. Now it looks super awesome instead of just rails on a wall. So it's like I'll sit there and stew on it for a few days. Imagine, imagine, imagine what it could be. And then then just actuate in one swoop. I find that my imagination helps me to, I mean, it saves time anywhere for me. If I'm writing a song, if I'm doing whatever, um, I'll stew on it for a, a bit and then let things sort of, I guess I have an imaginary friend in my brain, too. That's the guy that I uh, bounce things off of. Is he in the room with us now?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: no. Does he need a chair?
0: Who do you think gives me all the cool jokes about your parents? Uh, hey, you got to come from somewhere.
4: <laughs> Maybe one more thing what you could do if you're like, or if someone who's who's listening, if you're sitting, you're like you're trying to imagine like how could it be, what could it be, and you, you don't get to anything. Um, another way to get it is like what could it never be? Like what would I never do? Mm. I like that. You know, so no. Yeah. This opens up like the neg- like yeah, the negative kind of, it, it's, of imagination. It, it, you're right,
0: and it's checking things off the list so you don't go down those rabbit mm. holes. You know doesn't matter what you do construction wise be like well i can't do this it's not up to code can't do it this way okay next stop going down that down that rod can't go down that rod sorry dude you you're uh <laughs> your your ratings are going down <laughs> you're on man tools now oh <laughs> I'm terrible wow <laughs> i'm just i'm just overworked and exhausted so now i'm all like i feel whee! you i feel you <laughs> um <laughs> just all the dumb shit comes out of <clears> my mouth <throat> anyway so um where is this what uh again what's the title of the book
4: imagination the secret nobody talks about
0: and where is it available
4: uh either on amazon or people can listen to it for free on spotify
0: Pay for it, people. Just buy it on Amazon. Do that. cause, Because that Spotify check, if you get, what, a million plays, you get that 12 cents. I mean, yeah. Trevor doesn't. He gets his well, 12.50. Ger-
2: Germany may legislate a higher payout. It's our telling. Good. <laughs> I hope
0: they do. So we have a thing here in the States where uh, the radio stations that play um, licensed music, right? Are now we've got this prop up in the in our for the November election <clears throat> that is requiring radio stations and Spotify to pay more, but the radio stations locally, uh, which let's just be fair, there's only like two radio stations. There's two, conglomer- there's two, companies, two yeah. conglomerates, two conglomerates <laughs> that own all the radio stations. So all the little we're local radio don't make us we'll go out of business if we have to pay more for music and I'm like shut up shut up shut up so hopefully they do it there hopefully they do it here because all of us will benefit a little bit better from all that ad money that pre-rolls on all of our stuff
4: But you're free like you you're free to take as much ad money as you want, no, for your own
2: Oh yeah, for like yeah, yeah. For our show. Yeah, yeah
0: but yeah. on Spotify, when they're making
2: when they mm, when they insert the ads. <laughs> yeah, when
0: they'll insert it. So if you're doing really well, they start inserting their own ads between you or on top of it or like in an, yeah. a in a podcast like halfway through. So they figured it out, you know. They're making ad revenue, and we're not seeing a dime of it. No. Uh-huh. Anyway, we, we digress. We digress.
4: So. but it sucks yeah Yeah, it does it does
0: does. (laughs)
4: because i feel like
0: your intellectual property if it if 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 it's out there in the ether that's
3: amazing hello podcast listener my name is barrett and along with a couple friends zach and trent i host the all about nothing podcast A weekly discussion about news, entertainment, politics, sports, and more. We give our honest opinions about the information that's most affecting the world. Sometimes serious, sometimes funny, but never not interesting. It's the All About Nothing podcast with Zach King, Trent Clark, and Barrett Gruber. Get it wherever you listen to podcasts or visit theallaboutnothing.com for links.
1: The All About Nothing podcast. It's likely to be the best part of your week. $50,000